NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season is back at MyBookie, and they are now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book with NBA, NHL, college football, MLB, and the NFL back in action, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter promo code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And I also just wanted to remind you to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all of the editorial content you need, whether it be NFL, fantasy football, NBA, UFC. We've got everything you need and nothing is ever behind a paywall. We're not like those other sites that make you pay to get the picks that they want you to have, whatever. Nothing. Everything is free. Just go to sg.pn or sportsgamblingpodcast.com and check out all our free content now. Okay, hello, and welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. This is our first uh, preview of the NBA Finals ever, because we've only had this podcast for one season, so this is exciting. Uh, I am your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee. You can follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. I am joined by my co-host, Zach Broner. Follow him at NBA Zach B on Twitter. Uh, how you feeling this morning, man? I'm feeling good. This feels like a big episode. It's Monday, 9 a.m. We got first finals uh, preview, little conference finals recap. Definitely was tough to see the Nuggets go home, but I do think that I think that Lakers Heat's gonna be a really great matchup. Um, you know, this this Heat team, it's it, it doesn't feel like they they are gonna get blown out here, which I think is a little bit of the concern. It, it's not like a you know, David versus Goliath battle. You have to upgrade the heat because they proved they're a great team. Now we'll get into all that for sure. Quick preview of what we're doing on today's podcast. We're going to recap last night's Celtic heat game. Um, talk a little bit about that series in general, and then what the Celtics outlook is going forward. Then we'll recap the Lakers nuggets, uh, Saturday game and talk a little bit about, uh, the nuggets future going forward, which I'm sure, Zach has a lot of thoughts on uh, as the Nuggets' number one fan. And uh, then we'll talk about the Lakers series um, or Lakers Heat series prices and and any predictions for the the finals. Um, Tomorrow's podcast will dig uh, a little deeper into specifically game one of the finals matchup. being that that is not until Wednesday. First off, last night's game. One of the big takeaways is, for me, is, you know, Jason Tatum, absolute star in this league. But the last two games took a long time to get going. I think he was scoreless in both first quarters. I think he was scoreless in an entire half, was it, for the the game before this one? What, what, What is it about Tatum that he his talent looks like a star, but he, he, the confidence still doesn't seem to be there 
yet from like beginning to end in these games. Yeah, uh, I think that that's a good place to start. Uh, I thought just to give him a little credit, I thought he looked really good as a passer tonight. He had 11 assists, mm-hmm. and in the first half, I think he had eight assists. The broadcast was really loving it. He he was moving yeah. the ball really well. So he did he did improve as a facilitator this series. Um, but yeah, yeah totally agree. He fades in and out of of attack mode. Um, throughout these games, especially in the first half today, like you said, and totally agree with that. I want to add to it that down the stretch of the game, he was just pulling up for random threes without really like trying to get to the basket. He would pull up for a off the dribble three, you know, semi-contested and just like, you know, I, I feel like there, there is this thing where if you're, if you're trailing in the playoffs, but you kind of should win that game, mm-hmm. th- these teams almost just expect that shots are just going to fall because like, Destiny will take over the game, and the Celtics are going to come back and force Game yeah. Seven. It's like, you know, semi-contested three pointers are are not great shots. Like, you if you want to come back in that game, you have to attack the rim, you know, and get to the free throw line. That 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 that's how it's going to happen. I thought the Celtics, you know, just kind of just chucked up shots and prayed last night in the fourth quarter. Their offense really went cold down the stretch, obviously, and and Miami was you know smoking hot offensively. But yeah, Tat- mm-hmm. Tatum was in and out. Um, but, you know, I, I thought from a Celtics perspective, Jalen Brown was really good in this game. He was kind of the definition of attack mode. You know, he, he yeah. was getting to the rim and obviously just, you know, being a, a pest on defense. So great game for him. What did you think of uh, of uh, Kemba Walker tonight? I mean, I feel like my take on Kemba Walker tonight was a lot like the rest of this playoff series. He faded in and out. He had some amazing moments, you know, amazing three-pointers. Um but it just looked like the size and defense of the Heat were a little too much for him overall. Yeah, that I, I was I was gonna I think it definitely raises interesting questions for that Boston future mm-hmm. because I, I because I, I don't really think they need Kemba. I mean, he's a he's a liability on defense uh, with, with his lack of size, and and you saw Eric Spolstra was happy to to just absolutely pick on him all series. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I and, love Kemba as a player, um, but you're right. I mean, these like, unless you're Chris Paul, these smaller guards, and even Chris Paul has had trouble in the playoffs traditionally. It seems like these smaller guards can only get so far in the playoffs. I don't know if that's just a gross generalization, but it seems like they they get picked on over and over again when when things get tough. Yeah, I mean, your 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 ability to stay on the floor at the at this type of level is really can you survive on a switch against, you know, one of the unbelievable star wings that's going to be on another playoff team of this stature? You know, mm-hmm. like you're going to get you're going to you're going to be put in the pick and roll and you're going to have to stay on an island against someone like a Jimmy Butler or a Tyler Hero and and if you can't do that, you you really can't be on the floor because that's easy offense for your opponent. Um yeah. so so definitely definitely a, a tough game for the Celtics. I, I thought another tough game for Gordon Hayward. I thought I he definitely he was solid. Um, you know, didn't do anything terrible, but mm-hmm. he 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 had a couple great looks from three down the stretch that you just that just kind of never really had a chance. Um, he didn't really see, he wasn't the X factor in this series that people thought he was going to be, including myself. Well, agreed. And you know, he he came in to this series uh, banged up, uh, came in cold. Um, and, you know, I, I do think if you had a fully healthy Hayward, this would have been a completely different series because you're right. Like, 
when when it became obvious that Kemba Walker couldn't play as many minutes, I mean, he shouldn't have been playing 35 minutes uh, like he did last night. And, you know, if Hayward were healthy, he could have been brought in as uh, more of the facilitator because uh, he can absolutely play that role. Yeah, yeah. It definitely was, um, I guess, tough for him to uh, bring bring him back mid-series. Uh, should, we, should we get to the heat? I mean, I feel like we, we, we kind of buried the lead. Uh, obviously, you know, you had a you had a Miami Heat Eastern Conference ticket, a uh, long shot. I, I know you did some sort of hedging, so definitely – talk about that but congratulations to you uh, you've definitely you. you definitely planted your flag on heat island earlier than most i will definitely give you credit for that Thank you've you. been talking about them since you know the regular season you made the bam out of bio rebounds your best bet for the for the sharp off so yeah you definitely have a lot of credibility on uh the, the miami heat bandwagon <laughs> you have a nice you know you got to the good neighborhood early set up a nice two-bedroom yeah <laughs> absolutely no uh i uh, you know, I I really just I loved this team's. I just loved their outlook because I loved all the different. I know Spolster was a really great coach, underrated coach. We don't talk about him enough. Uh, I loved their flexibility, uh, the different lineups they can throw at you. And even though now they've rounded out their lineup to you know seven players deep, maybe you know they, they play like I think Solomon Hill like five minutes last night. But other than that, it was seven. They knew who they were as a team, but they could give you a lot of different looks. And so that's what. And I just love you know watching Jimmy Butler over the years. You know he always gets better in the playoffs. So that was kind of what I was basing my opinion off of. And it's really come to fruition even more than I expected. I did not expect Bam to take such a leap in this playoffs. I mean, the guy, not just his defense, because I thought his defense would be great in the playoffs, but his offense is looking so much better. He's able to attack in a lot of different ways. You know, he's, he's, he showed he's, he's able to attack off the dribble. He's even, he, his passing has gotten better over the playoffs where he, he's driving and then kicking out. He, his uh his mid-range jumper is looking better and then you know his post play as always is great and then uh and rolling to the rim is all, all has been great as well so um you were seeing he's like their leading scorer in a lot of these games which i i don't think anybody expected yeah no i mean and then just you know to make it specific to last night too i mean he took over that game in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and and Remember, Boston got up six in the fourth quarter, and that's what I'm saying. It, it kind of felt like destiny was taking over that game where, okay, Boston's going to force seven. Um, and and then just the the absolute theme of this Heat team, all playoffs, is from a game-to-game perspective, they never go away. They always keep you know giving you their best effort no matter what the score is, no matter what time and score is. Um, and then Bam Adebayo just took over that game, that th- absolutely ridiculous ISO lefty drive dunking over Daniel Tice. That was that was you know one of, one of the best plays I've seen in the playoffs. Um, just an absolutely ridiculously physical yeah. Um, finish. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know in this game, thirty two fourteen and five. Like you said, phenomenal on the defensive end, uh, making hustle plays and being you know I thought he was really an emotional an emotional fulcrum for the Heat team last night. Really showed a lot in terms of leadership. Um, alongside Jimmy, just really emerging, like you said, as the as another star on this team. I mean, this is like he, arguably more than Jimmy, is the future of this Heat team. I think Jimmy Butler is already into his thirties, um, so Bam Adebayo will be a 
a, I'm sure, a, a fixture and a legend of Miami Heat culture um, Absolutely. going forward. I mean, he's, the guy's 23 years old and has just shown he's get you know, this is his third season in the league, gotten leaps and bounds better every year. You know, our, our guy, uh, Amunaf Avar on NBA Slack, he, he gave me a, a, a NBA Finals uh, cheat sheet for with all the stats. Bam Adebayo averaging uh, 17 and a half points, uh, 11.2 rebounds, five assists and one block a game in the playoffs. I mean, those are some monster numbers right there. Um and, and, you know, going back to my, uh, which I still don't believe I got this bet, uh, my, my best bet coming into the bubble were Bam Adebayo uh, over six rebounds a game in the playoffs. Uh, he crushed that. I don't know who was making that line over at uh, mybookie.ag. Okay, we just need to take a quick break to hear from our presenting sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hey, unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL is back and the NBA playoffs are in full swing, which means only one thing. It's winning season at MyBookie. Regardless whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the very first time, MyBookie is your best bet this season. With the biggest online selection of bets and props, they make it simple to win and easy to withdraw your cash. Right now, they've got a 100 thousand dollar super contest for only a ten dollar entry and they're giving away five thousand dollars in cash prizes every four weeks you would be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return on your investment ten dollars to win thousands sign me up you too can sign up for my bookie just use the promo code sgp to claim 100 percent deposit match all the way up to a thousand bucks that means if you put in a hundred bucks they'll give you an extra hundred bucks it's an easy way to jumpstart your bankroll so with nfl nba and mlb and college football and ufc and everything else they've got it all on top and it's never too late to get started on your winning season exclusively at mybookie.ag that's mybookie.ag promo code sgp to get a 100 percent deposit match so yeah if i'm a miami fan uh, I'm loving everything I saw from this team, from uh, Adebayo to Hero to uh, also Andrew Andrew Godala really waking up last night, looking good from three. Uh, I feel like he's going to be rounding into form at the perfect time as the the man to go against LeBron in these finals. Yeah, I mean this is, this is just classic Iggy, right? I mean he everyone tries to count him out every year, saying he's too old, and you just know by this time in the playoffs. He'll be playing like an absolutely, you know, stud wing wing defender, ball mover on offense. He randomly hits big shots in big games, and he's just this type of guy. I mean, I was talking about this game last night with people I was watching with. I was like, look, Iggy's a Finals MVP, and and until he until he actually gives away a moment like this, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to expect him to, to succeed in these moments. So, you know, Spolstra obviously has to be feeling really good about the seven man rotation going into the finals. Um, you know. Between they really don't have any weaknesses in that group. Maybe Goron getting switched on to LeBron will be a big problem for them. You know, Goron, Duncan, and Tyler, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Butler played really well tonight. I thought you know he didn't have that takeover closer game, but Bam Adebayo filled that role, which is mm-hmm. you know so fun to see. Um, you know, Duncan. I, I thought Duncan played really really well last night. Well, yeah, know, especially was holding up on defense. Yeah, five of seven, five of seven from three. Um, if they can get him going, uh, it's going to be really hard to to beat them. Just 
Because I mean, I guess that's what I would be most worried about as a as a Heat fan going into the finals is uh, where does the consistent scoring come from? Because it's, it's not like they have a LeBron or an Anthony Davis where it's like locked in over thirty points every game. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it, yeah. it comes from different places every game, and you just got to hope that one of and it almost always is. But you got to hope one of their guys is hot, either Tyler Hero or. Adebayo or uh, or Butler or or Goron, you know, one of those four guys has to be really hot for them to win. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing about last night is it's not like they. I mean, they, they win that game, but you're also talking they shot 56 percent from the floor and they shot 48 percent from three in this game. So mm-hmm. if we were if we were moving on to seven, we would have said, "Wow, Miami Heat shooting regression incoming." So. Definitely not all roses for their offense, although they had a phenomenal offensive game uh, last night. Um, anything else from this game? I mean, I mean, definitely just sh- shout out to the Heat for like just season control of this game in the fourth quarter when when it when the Celtics went up six. I think America thought that okay, you know, we're headed to seven, and the Miami Heat were just like, no, we're not. Especially Bam Adebayo were just like, you know, started getting stops, and they were they were scoring every single time down on the floor. I mean. They put up 37 points in the fourth quarter. That is very rare, especially in a playoff game where you expect things to slow down that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't really have anything else. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure as we preview uh, game one of the uh, finals, some more things will come up about the heat that we uh, are missing here. Um, you know, I specifically something on the sports gambling angle you know we we talked about this as i had a um i had five units on the heat to win the eastern conference finals and at 10 to 1 odds and then coming into this series you know my question was do i hedge uh and put some money on boston and you and i came we talked about it on the podcast and uh you know i felt very strongly that the heat were going to win game 1 and so you know you gave me the good advice like if you feel that strongly that they'll win game 1 then get the series odds once it switches to the Celtics plus odds for the series and i did and uh you know i did hedge and so i was you know going to be making about the same money either way and i'm lucky i did it after game 1 so i didn't have to put as much money down um i should if i really you know was that strong felt that strongly about it. I should have waited till after game two because uh the heat took the first two games and I I don't know what the series odds would have been but I definitely wouldn't have had to put as much money down on the Celtics. Uh Kramer and Sean had told me not to hedge and uh let it let it ride, but that's their advice for everything. So I don't know. Um I guess uh, I guess I'm overall I'm glad I hedged because, you know, just going through the series I knew I was gonna have plus money either way. Um but yeah, you know it's it's hard to look back and think, oh, if I if I had just let it ride, uh, I, I wouldn't have had to uh, lose, you know, wouldn't have had to hedge that money. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I f- I feel a little bad, um, but you know, <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, but I think it was the smart play overall. I mean, if you're if it's what a, a sharp would have done, right? It's what like a professional gambler would have done. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, I think I think it's really to each person's own. That that that's kind of I I don't have much of a risk, risk tolerance. Like I, I like to play things really safe. So, um, but uh, yeah, do you want to talk about the Celtics a little? I mean, I I, I actually yeah. I, I think they. So this is the Celtics outlook going forward for next season. Yeah, I mean, and going forward for the future in general. I mean, who on this team 
is really a long a long term piece. Other I, like, I mean, I think Tatum and Brown are obviously your core going forward. Yeah, Tice will be around, and and maybe Grant Williams will be around. But mm-hmm. but 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 between you know Kemba and Gordon Hayward, I mean, I I just think those are two pieces that um. You know, go, going into next season, I'm sure they they wish they they, they might have done this differently because um, you know I I think Jalen and Jason are clearly this team's two best players. Marcus Smart, obviously, too. Uh, I'd be remiss not he he's definitely part of this team's immediate future. Um, but I don't think they're 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 a championship team without making upgrades. Um, you know, to to fill out this roster. I agree with you. I I, I feel like. I feel like Marcus Smart is a Celtic for life. I don't think yeah, the yeah, Boston yeah. fans will let uh, him ever leave. But like, definitely, you know, Brown and Tatum are their young core. They work together so well. Um, their games, you know, complement each other. They're you know same age. They're just gonna keep growing together. So I love that two man core. I think they found something in Tice as a you know kind of an undersized big man in this league. His game works very well, and overall in the playoffs, he's he played well for them. So you know, I definitely think Smart, uh, Brown, Tatum, and Tice. And uh, you're right, uh, Grant Williams. Uh, as far as you know, he showed his toughness last night on the defensive end. I think he's you know a good player off the bench for them. Yeah, they're gonna. You know, Danny Ainge is going to really have to make some decisions when it comes to possibly packaging uh, Kemba and Gordon Hayward in some kind of big trade for next season and getting maybe a bigger piece. I don't I don't know, because you're right. Like Hayward, as good as he is, he's too banged up and his contract is big and as good as Kemba was all season and seemed like a real leader on this team. uh, I think he's too much of a defensive liability in the playoffs yeah i mean and look i i think i think what we're seeing in the nba is a movement towards specialists mm-hmm. like surrounding your stars i mean you, you look at this heat team you have you have you know your bam out of buy and your johnny butler then you have duncan robinson and tyler hero just absolute snipers who are trained to shoot the ball whenever they they whenever they touch it Pretty much, you have Goran Dragic, who is it's just an isolation scorer. Who all you know, Jay Crowder, three and D. Um, you know, so I think for the Celtics, they have a lot of solid, smart players. Um, but to really maximize their core, I would want to build around Jalen and Jason, as if that's like your your core. Um, and then, you know, I, I wouldn't choose Kemba Walker, who's a ball dominant pick and roll point guard and a defensive liability as the piece to go with that you know i would want someone like kyle lowry or or you know who proved that in last year's finals or a fred Lee, a guy who will make threes off catch and shoot you know if jason tatum's going to average 11 assists per game he's going to be your offensive your offensive leader so you need a point guard mm-hmm. that can hit threes off ball consistently obviously kemba can do that um and, and definitely you know be a stud on defense um you know tice i, I think tice can be their their, their center long term um, but I think they were, they were, they definitely in their post game, uh, press conferences, their, their tone was kind of that, oh, you know, we'll, we'll be back here next year's good learning experience, all that. And to me, I mean, I, I think while the East is going to open up a little bit, um, I still don't think that they're, that they're, that they're going to enter next year as like a true championship contender in the class of maybe the Clippers and the Lakers, um, and, well, and, I mean- and probably the Bucks too. 
I don't know. I, I that's the thing. I don't know if the East is really going to open up that much next year because you're going to have uh the Nets looking like a lot better with obviously okay, yeah. with their two superstars coming back. Um, so if I'm I, if I'm Boston, if anything, I'm worried about the level of talent coming back into the East next se- next <laughs> season. But um, I gotta say, I guess if if Danny Ainge, if they gave me the Celtics job right now and said, "All right, what do you do going forward?" I, I think you have to roll it back at least at the beginning of the season, um, and then maybe make a big trade at the deadline. You gotta see what you have, and you gotta hope that Hayward stays healthy and raises his value. Uh, and also, uh, Kemba looks better in the regular season, so I think he's going to have more value after, uh, you know, after because right now his value is probably the lowest has been since since they got him. Yeah. Who who do you think is more likely to get back to the conference finals next year, the Nuggets or the Celtics? Um. Whew. I mean, that's a, I. I mean, my knee jerk would be the Celtics just because I do think that while more talent is going to be coming into the East next year, uh, I still think it's I, I, I still think the East is more wide open than the West overall, especially with the West having uh, the Warriors coming back in as a, a superstar, you know, team next year. So I think the Nuggets, while I like their team uh, I like their future more than I like the Celtics. I, I do think that the Celtics have a better chance of getting back to the conference finals next year. Yeah, and I think I, I'm actually looking at the Eastern Conference. I think we could, we could see a scenario where like five of the seven best teams in the NBA are in the West, or even more than that. I mean, we'll talk about we'll get this to this in the Nuggets. The West apps are ridiculous, but in Miami, I mean, you have the Bucks. So I'm assuming they're going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, Raptors probably get a little bit worse. Um, I don't know I don't if they know. get worse. I, I think they're probably about the same next year. Yeah. And I, I, I do think uh, Pascal Siakam, horrible in, in the bubble, uh, but we've seen him take leaps. Still a really young guy. And we saw OG and Anobi take a big leap this year. Those guys, those two guys together could be better overall next year. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. So, but still, I mean, the Celtics beat them in a playoff series. This year you have the Pacers and eh, Heat. I mean, I think they're they definitely have shown they're a great playoff team. I don't know if they're all of a sudden going to be winning sixty games next year. Sixers Sixers will be back. Nets Nets will be there, but other than that, it's pretty open. So Celtics have a good road. Uh, Do you want to talk about the the Nuggets a little bit in in that game? Yeah. So um, the Saturday night uh, Lakers clinched that series up three one. You know, felt like the Nuggets gave them a good. Gave him a good fight, but uh, obviously LeBron and AD just way too much for the team overall. Um, and you had posted a, on our NBA Slack a, a very heartwarming tweet about <laughs> uh, the the Nuggets family being family members being there to greet them when they came home after uh, over eighty days being gone. Um, and yeah, I feel like the Nuggets have to be extremely proud of their run. Uh, Mike Malone has to feel really great as the coach. Uh, that front office, that Nuggets front office, has to feel great about their future going forward. The, I, you know, I was see that say the only negative thing about them is the fact that they're in the West. Okay, now for another quick break to hear from our friends at BetQL. 
If you want an advantage over the sports book with NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, college football, all back in action, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Their best bets algorithm scans thousands of data points to give you a best bet recommendation for every game and gives you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. Even though we just learned the matchup, they already have information up about game one of the NBA playoffs. Right now, they have the Lakers favored by five points, and they like them as a two-star best bet rating to win. But they also tell me that right now the money is coming in heavy on the Miami Heat plus five. So if you want to fade the public and go with BetQL, you're going to want to bet the Lakers on that one. So, But personally, I kind of still like the Heat. But hey, that makes me a public better, I guess. The other thing about BetQL is they show you the top bets that have been most profitable to make sure you're cashing in regularly. BetQL has sharp data for NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL. So if you want to be the inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. And if you live in certain states, you can claim exclusive offers from sportsbooks and use BetQL's data to make the right bet. So head to App Store or the Google Play Store to download BetQL. You can also head to BetQL.co and enter promo code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. And now back to the show. I want to give credit to the, the Lakers. I mean, they I thought they, they played a really good series. The Nuggets definitely brought it, and it was like a really competitive series throughout. I mean, the Lakers just happened to win four out of the five games, but definitely was a – except outside of game one, thought it was a pretty competitive series. Um, LeBron obviously was absolutely ridiculous in the closeout game. I think he had like 13 straight points something in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, and the Nuggets really had no answer for him. So that definitely highlights the importance of Bam, Jay Crowder, Iggy, and, and Jimmy Butler, all as your four four really good options on LeBron. So definitely going to be interesting to see that. But, yeah, I mean, for the Nuggets, definitely we, 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 we've talked about them plenty on this podcast and an amazing run. But, you know, I think, like you said, being in the West is so scary. Um, and NBA title windows are really brief, and you, and you don't get as many chances as you, as you think you're going to get. So... You know, the, 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 I could easily see the Nuggets losing in the first round next year. Um, you know, not like it's not guaranteed. Like I was saying about the destiny of a game, like it's not guaranteed that your franchise takes the next step in in your growth. I mean, you have to work really hard to access it. I mean, that I could just see the Nuggets taking a step back next year. And and look, if that if that Mike Conley shot goes in, I mean, we, we could be talking about the Clippers or, or the Jazz here. I mean, that that mm-hmm. that obviously. St- you know, think about how much of the goodwill that, that the Nuggets just built up in the league and, you know, with everything is a product of that Mike Conley shot going in and out. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously I, I, they deserve all the credit in the world, but there is the flip side that, you know, nothing is guaranteed going forward. And if you look at this Western Conference standings, every every single team in the conference ex- has an organizational expectation to make the playoffs next year. I mean... Yeah maybe maybe the spurs don't um but you have 15 out of 16 i mean that i, I do not the, the west is i think, be I think we could also gauntlet. say that the the kings while their organization might expect them to make the playoffs it's not realistic i mean i don't know i mean i i i think they they could definitely go 500 i mean obviously it's going to take a lot of wins to make the playoffs in the west and like relatively you're right but if the kings were in the east they'd expect to make the playoffs Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, so, but it's going to be, I mean, Lakers, Clippers are going to be both great next year. I mean, I, I guess I, I could see the Thunder. The, the Thunder could definitely blow things up. So maybe they'll fall out. Rockets yeah. expect playoffs. Jazz expect playoffs. Mavs expect playoffs. Blazers expect playoffs. Grizzlies, I guess they could be okay without it. Suns expect playoffs now. Um, It'll be interesting to see Warriors. what happens to that Rockets team, though. You know, I, I feel like there could be some big moves coming with that Rockets team, especially after they after Mike D'Antoni having left. Yeah, but but if you have James Harden, you're probably going to win at least 45 games. Yeah. Um, so definitely. But yeah, if, so the Nuggets, I mean, I doubt they make a big move if they had lost to the Jazz, I think you could have seen something going on with, with MPJ. Um, but obviously, you you obviously can't trade Jamal Murray now. Why would you? But he's obviously untradeable at this point. Um, well, going back to your short playoff window, you're absolutely right. I mean, look back at, what was it, the 2012 uh, Oklahoma City Thunder with a young Westbrook, uh, KD, and James Harden, and everybody thought that that team, even though they lost to the Heat in the finals, Everybody thought, oh, well, they're going to be a perennial title favorite going forward with that young core. And, you know, they never made it back to the finals. Uh, b- a big reason because Sam Presti went ahead and traded James Harden. Uh, but uh, the thing I, I do think about this Nuggets team versus, say, that Thunder team is there's something about, like, the international players with, with Jokic and Murray that feel a little bit more like they're so thankful to be a part of this organization and they've been like homegrown there. Uh, they don't have those AAU connections, kind of like the American stars. So maybe they won't be trying to jump ship as quick. Uh, is, is there any, or am I just talking out of my ass right now? No, I mean, look, I, I, I agree with you. I think the Nuggets culture is absolutely elite. I, I don't see either of those guys wanting to leave even if some adversity comes. Um, but what we see in the NBA is that, that you know, that's that, that's never the most likely outcome. Usually stars, you know, as their careers go along, you know, things change, um, which, is the sad, which is the sad, but also what keeps, you know, the drama going. I, I expect both those guys to be in Denver for a long time, though, of course. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I, I think your goal for next year is really just to turn Michael Porter Jr. into the star that, that he – might be turning into i mean i guess that that's what you would you could because you you would really like another another stud piece on this team but mpj would be the trade asset that you'd use to acquire it but he also kind of looks like he's becoming a star already so i think like you said with the celtics you go into next year just rolling the ball out there and hoping he turns into you know 20 points per game shot blocking everything he showed in these playoffs yeah here to you know One quick thing, though, about Jokic in particular, he showed in the bubble specifically, like what a matchup nightmare he is unless you have elite big men and how many teams have actual elite big men on defense. It's few and far between. They just happen to match up with two of those teams in the playoffs with the Lakers and the Jazz with Rudy Gobert, you know, and the fact that the Clippers uh, didn't have anyone who could even get close to guarding Jokic really showed how uh, how the Nuggets can take a, you know, rip apart a team that doesn't have, like, a good defensive big man. So, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like 
if the Nuggets don't match up with one of those teams, they can pretty much roll over a lot of teams in the 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 league right now. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely. I mean, I will say though, he kind of yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, Rudy Rudy Gobert gave him a little bit of trouble, but then he conquered it. So that kind of proves your point. Um, the Clippers obviously had nobody. I, I do think Dwight Howard gave him some trouble in that Lakers series along with AD. Um, yeah, he absolutely did. I mean, AD was in, you know, I feel like we've already forgotten, but like AD was in consideration for defensive player of the year. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, and, and the fact that we kind of overlook that when, when talking about the, the Jokic AD matchup, it goes to show that Jokic, you know, a rising star, but you know, he, the, and and Howard like was really great in this series. So had they matched up with anybody but the Lakers, I think that they they could be going to the finals right now. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I expect that they'll be very good again. I mean, they they they've proven they've been their good regular season team. They have they have just a solid core that really knows how to play together, really knows how to win games together. So you know, I, I expect they'll be I expect they'll be in the playoffs next year for sure. Um, and then definitely you know. You can't take runs like this this for granted. I mean, this was an awesome time for Denver Nuggets fans, you know, for their organization, like you said, just a really unexpected but awesome playoff run. A lot of big games, a lot of special big performances, and uh, a lot of great moments. So looking forward to, uh, you know, betting on Denver next year. <laughs> okay, one quick last break, and we'll be right back. Ever thought of starting your own sportsbook but don't know how? I have. Well, Ace Per Head is here to help you, and maybe me, start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head is offering live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Yep, that's six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com. Sus SGP, that's ace perhead.com sus SGP to try six weeks free of being your own bookie. Also, guys, I just wanted to quickly remind you that I do have a book out there called Modest Proposal Anthology. It's not about basketball, it's all about comedy, but I'm very proud of it. So go to Amazon.com and check out Modest Proposal Anthology by Ryan McKee, yours truly, and let me know if you like it. Also, you can go to Modest Proposal dot co again that's monsproposal.co to check out everything about the book and uh yeah shoot me a message on at the ryan mckee if you have more questions about my book overall the let's talk about the series what um for the finals what are you seeing uh, what are your initial thoughts on this matchup in the finals mine my, my, i mean i have a lot of respect for this heat team i think that i think this is going to be uh I think this can be the best team that the Lakers have faced all playoffs. What yeah. do you uh, do? You, do you agree with that? I do, uh, specifically because of their defense and what uh, that you know, Bam can match up with AD and Iggy can uh, you know match up with LeBron as well as uh, you know Jimmy Butler is great on defense for against both of the you know he's gonna have some trouble on id with his 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 height but i i do feel like there's a lot of defensive matchups that are going to 
make the Lakers struggle more and rely more on their other players to score. And I don't think they have the, the depth that the, the Heat have. Obviously, the Lakers have the two better two best players in this series but then after that their team kind of thins out yeah and i think what's really interesting here is that the heat kind of have the key the heat kind of have the pieces to match up with lebron and ad but then they kind of waste all their good pieces for like other players so bam actually is a really good matchup for ad so you think oh this might not be an ad series um and it turns out this series to me like the lakers might have might have a tough time scoring, uh, you know, like you said. I mean, they they have really the Heat have good matchup for LeBron, good matchup for AD, and it's going to be like okay, Danny Green on Tyler Hero and KCP on Duncan Robinson, and I guess you favor the Lakers there, but like I don't want my, I don't want that to be like the focus of my offensive advantage. Um, you know, obviously there's there's no denying LeBron. I mean, I think LeBron's good for 25, 10, and ten every game in this series, most likely outside of game one. Uh, just because he he's that guy, um, but but I could definitely see Bam. I mean, I see Bam giving AD problems, but I also see AD giving Bam problems. So oh, that matchup goes both ways. I mean, those guys are both elite on defense. So if I'm the Heat, I'm worried that this is by far the toughest matchup Bam will have had throughout these playoffs, and and yeah. he's really thrived. He really thrived against the Celtics' lack of a good defensive option against him. So now he's coming up against AD. Like you said, probably the best big man defender in the league who can also hang with Bam on the perimeter and, you know, take away that handoff game with Duncan and Tyler. Um, so definitely the matchups are just fascinating. Um, I'm guessing Crowder starts on LeBron for the Heat. They definitely kind of tipped their hand there with giving Crowder Giannis to let Butler, you know, focus more of his energy on offense. Um, I don't know. What else are you seeing? Um. I think that uh, Dragic is going to be huge for the Heat yeah. in this series because they don't have – I don't see the – the Lakers' you know biggest fault right there is they don't have great defensive guards. And uh, we saw how Goran could like, just carve up. If he had – you know when he had like Kemba on him, for example, he can really carve them up. I don't see who's matching up against him that's really going to give him problems. I think they're going to have to rely a lot on him to score. Um, but then, you know, they're not going to want to put LeBron on Butler for a large part of this game. They like to they like to hide LeBron for the first at least three quarters so they don't tire him out. So Butler is going to have to really be a huge scoring option when he's matched up against the likes of a Danny Green or, uh, you know, KCP or you know I don't know if they have Kuzma guard him I don't know yeah I guess I don't know I mean I I actually like Danny Green's size against Dragic but the I mean he definitely you saw Marcus Smart gave gave Goran a little bit of problems similar kind of body build to Danny Green um you know yeah but I, I think Smart I, it's is be... such a better defender than Danny Green oh right of course now. of course he's much better defender than Danny Green but you know he still has that size can kind of Give him a little bit of chest when Goron tries to get that cheeky, you know, pivot game um, in in the lane. That's obviously so lethal. Um, but don't but, you think it's like, uh, don't you think they need like Danny Green on Butler? Or, I mean, like the, the the Lakers don't have any elite defensive options in their starting lineup, but they do kind of. I mean, do they start a center? Is very interesting. I mean, if they start Dwight, then I guess then I guess you have AD as a piece to put on the perimeter. Um, mm-hmm. If you, I guess you put Dwight on Bam. I mean, I I would rather be small because the, you know you like to switch against the Heat 
and 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 be able to cover Bam on the perimeter with with, with your big man. Um, you know, I think LeBron could also be a good matchup for Bam too because LeBron can then switch out on any of the guards on the handoff game, and he obviously is is dominant, and he showed he can lock up Jamal Murray. I mean, in the last series, so um, definitely could be interesting. I mean, Frank Vogel is is not is not a slump. I mean, I think yeah, we 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 talked about that last podcast. Eric Spolstra obviously is is definitely hammering his name home in the who's the best coach in the NBA conversation right now. But Vogel will Vogel will will not will not roll over in the streets. He's going to get creative too. Do you think that the Lakers will be able to handle the heat zone? Because their shooting has been unreliable. I agree, and I, I feel that um, you touched on it. And I, I think the biggest the biggest question is: Are the um, are the Lakers going to be able to start a big man like Dwight uh, or and play them many minutes? Because they they were able to in that Nuggets game and that Nuggets series because they needed more bigs to to match up with Jokic. Well, this Heat team has shown that they can run small and fast with, uh, you know, with Adebayo at the five. Um, I think Adebayo is too fast for somebody like Dwight, you know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they can play that zone. I don't think that they would be playing that zone with Adebayo at the five. And they have Dwight. I don't think that they can take advantage of the size there then. Yeah, I mean, look... It- it's also interesting. I mean, does does Bolstra stay with the seven man rotation that he went to, which doesn't even feature really any true centers? Bam's the only big man that plays for them or was playing for them down the stretch. You don't have a Myers Leonard or a Kelly Olynyk to put Dwight Howard on. Um, you right. Know, he he will be challenged in any matchup he's in. Same goes for Javale McGee. Um, but I also think for Spo, I mean, I don't know if you can run a seven man rotation from game one that features. You know, Iguodala, Crowder, Butler, and Drogers, those, those guys will tire out, um, especially if the Lakers keep getting out in transition, which they did against the Nuggets. So I think you have to um, expand the rotation a little bit to start off the series just to. I think give to your start guys a off break. the series, I could see Olinick playing more, you know. I, I, could- I, I, I don't think they, they could survive. I mean, it's too much of a risk to, to risk, you know, taking yourself out of it late in game five and six and seven. Um, to, to, to not try to get 10 minutes here or there for, you know, maybe a Derek Jones Jr. or Kelly Olenek, like you said. Yeah, uh, a little surprising Derek Jones Jr. didn't play more down the stretch. Um, I think he was a little banged up, but I can see him playing more. Uh, you know, I can even see Nunn playing a little more with uh, the Lakers not having, you know, uh, elite guards to match up with him. So, um I would say, yeah, you, you, you're going to get a deeper rotation to start off with, but it's going to be seven man when it comes down to uh, the final games. Yeah, of course, and uh, but I but I do think I mean it'll really be interesting who kind of dictates the terms of the debate because you know there's also a chance that that Dwight Howard is dominating and and the Lakers' size kind of overwhelms the Heat if they're getting on the offensive glass. You know, if AD and Dwight are eating, then you kind of have to that kind of forces Spo's hand to play the other big, which they haven't wanted to do um, so far in the playoffs. On the other hand, if the heat speed and, and skill is killing the Lakers, then then maybe you go with Kendrick Nunn to stay small, and mm-hmm. that forces the Lakers to not play Dwight or JaVale and to give more minutes to your Alex Caruso's and your and your Rondo's. Um, definitely going to be fun to see Rondo in the, in, the, in the finals here. I mean, 
I, I expect he'll show up to the moment. And I'm like, I'm looking forward. I think Rondo on Goron and Rondo on Tyler Hero will be fun matchups to watch. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really think about Rondo as as an elite guard defender uh, as he's shown in the last couple at of, times. I mean, he, 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 at he, times. he at times. That's the thing at times, uh, yeah. but he didn't really show it until the this last couple series. So we'll uh, we'll see. And but you know he he's somebody that can he can tire out uh, as well, and he kind of turns it on and off. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's there's a lot of angles we can we can look at this series going over, and I'm sure we'll explore more of them tomorrow as we preview Game One. Uh, you know, one thing I, I found interesting, though, is uh, I'm really looking forward to the Iggy LeBron James. And maybe I'm I'm talking it up too much. Maybe Iggy is a little more washed uh, than we think. He just looked so good in the last game. But they this this two players, they played 62 games against each other in their careers. And Iggy actually came into the league a year after LeBron, which seems insane because LeBron is like, looks so much more like a physical specimen but um it's they've you know they've and they've played 25 games against each other in the playoffs so i i don't know i i i do think that this is where iggy is really going to uh make his bones for this heat team yeah i mean he, he's a that that trade has already paid off for them i mean you know moving justice winslow for for iguodala i mean he basically, I mean, he he didn't win them a playoff game, but without him, I don't know, I don't know if they if they close out that Celtics team. Yeah. Um, so that trade obviously paid off, and now they're in the finals, and he's going to be a key piece for them in the finals, no doubt. Um, I expect he'll play well. I mean, look, there there's no stopping. Like I said, LeBron James is undeniable. I mean, he he's not going to have a bad series. Uh, you really have to just try to hold. I mean, just slow him down. You, yeah, you got you got you got to try to slow him down a little bit. Um, but. But if you're the Heat, I mean, you 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 have to understand who LeBron James is. I mean, he he's he's I I'm not his. I've never been his biggest fan, but or I mean, I, I, I he's obviously a very you know respectable you know person and player. But um, I'm not like a LeBron guy, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, definitely is the second best player of all time, and and is going to make it more of a more of an interesting conversation if he gets another one here. Um, and I have no doubt he'll have a great series. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot about until they mentioned it on last night's broadcast is uh, this will be Iggy's sixth consecutive finals appearance. The first yeah. five <laughs> yeah. with uh, the Warriors, obviously. But, uh, geez, how, how, how impressive is that? Yeah, extremely. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be great. So uh, so what's your are we going to make our initial picks today for the series and then do the game one? tomorrow and yeah. kind of get into our game by games <clears throat> uh you know flow so let me uh just pull it up my bookie now and uh for the playoff series prices we have right now we have the heat at plus 305 we have the lakers at minus 390 um if you want to bet how many games the series will go uh not if it goes four games that's at plus 400 goes five games plus 220 six games plus 220 seven games plus 270 so if you think it could be a long one um the the heat if you want to bet on the heat to sweep that's at 50 to one uh if you want to bet on the lakers to sweep that's at plus 420 uh then you know they kind of 
I won't go ahead and read all the odds there, but for all the different exact series results. But um, I have to say that I do feel like the Lakers are going to win this series. Um, but I do think it's going to be a dogfight. So I might want to take... I might want to take like the Lakers in seven games to win at like plus four fifty, or maybe even the Lakers to win uh, in six games at plus three hundred. Uh, where are you going right now? Well, so do do you have any stake on the Lakers to win the titles in the uh, in the in the uh, sharp off? No, you do though, right? I do. I, I think I have twenty five units on that. Um, so I'm I'm That's very. Very excited about getting those those plus odds. Um, you know, now they're obviously a minus three hundred favorite here, or more than that. Um, yeah. I mean, so like you're you're on board with with, with the Lakers being a, being a pretty big favorite in this series. I mean, I'm on board with them being the favorite. I do think that you know, if I had to pick right now, I'm going to say that the Lakers are going to win this just based off of AD's ascension to superstar like total superstar i mean he looked so dominant in the last series and just you know you say you're not a lebron guy i've been a lebron guy you know for the last 12 13 years since i started dating my wife and she's from cleveland so i had to be um but no i mean i i believe in lebron to be able to figure out this heat team i guess yeah it is good as much as i like there definitely can be some interesting angles with uh AD Finals MVP versus LeBron. So I think we, we should also talk about that tomorrow, definitely, when we talk about Game 1. That'll be fun <clears> to talk about. <throat> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, like you said, I mean, the Lakers, I, I'm on board with the Lakers being the favorite, but obviously you can't. I mean, you can, but I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to bet them minus 360 um, to win the series, especially with their Game 1 woes. Obviously, they came out and blew out the Nuggets in Game 1, but, you know, I, I still think we're going to see, you know, LeBron be LeBron and kind of feel out this series, feel out the matchups he has. Um, so I, 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 you know, spoiler, I definitely do like the Heat in Game One. I took them at plus five and a half last night. Um, so, um, and that's at plus five now. Okay, so, that's, okay, that, so that line's that, already yeah, moved. Good. Um, and I, you know, you you pointed out one of these the other day. So you know, you have the Heat. Actually, I'm looking at my bookie. I'm seeing plus two ninety for the Heat to win the series. I know. I've just while since I refreshed my browser from reading that uh, the line moved from when yeah, I read so, it to you. So you're seeing plus two ninety for the Heat, but yeah, yeah. So I, the line it's already gone down from uh, uh, plus three hundred five. Yeah, I mean, look, if I, I I like that, but um, if you like the Heat in this series, I mean, there's no way that this is a sweep. So maybe look at the exact series results. I'm seeing plus eighteen hundred for Heat four to one. Plus eleven hundred four to two, and plus eight hundred four to three. So I think you're you're gonna guarantee uh, you'll you'll make more than plus two ninety by just taking all three of those and putting you know. If you 10 think the Heat are gonna win, what? If you believe that the Heat are gonna win? Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's, yeah it, it's requ- a big question. <laughs> yes, it, re- it requires that the Heat win. I forgot forgot about that part. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, this 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 gonna, it's gonna be a great series. I definitely think that. Uh, both teams will get at least two games in this series, and I, I, I think this goes six or seven. I agree with you. All right. Well, um, we've gone almost an hour, which is 
long tends to be long for us but uh we had a lot to cover i mean i i, I feel like huh, i mean we covered a lot we, we we talked about the nuggets future we talked about the celtics future going forward uh we talked about this matchup in this series uh pretty in depth um tomorrow we will be back on tuesday to really give a preview for game one we'll see where the lines are at right then we'll, talk, we'll also talk about the odds for uh finals mvp and how uh maybe our best bets for that and some maybe we'll do some player props as yeah, well like ser- we'll see- series props stuff like that yeah um i don't know anything else you want to throw out there right now zach no um look i, I think this is gonna be, gonna be a great series um and and definitely to you know, I thought the the playoffs thus far, just to wrap it up a little bit, as we move down to the finals, um, could not have asked for more from the bubble. So shout out to the NBA and, you know, the broadcast partners for putting this together and the players for, you know, doing their part by, you know, succumbing to, or not, you know, being willing to live in a bubble away from their families for all this time to put this product on the floor because it's just a great playoff so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was just thinking that, thank you for saying that because I was just thinking that last night is that, um, there were so many doubters coming into the playoffs that this would actually work and why are they even doing it and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, it's just been such a great thing for the NBA. I think it's a, been a great thing from a social justice perspective too that they've been yeah. able to get their word out there huge congrats to adam silver for pulling this off yeah just so much fun and i'm, I'm glad we've gotten to the finals now and uh it's been a good run and, and it's been a good uh talking about it with you zach so uh very fun uh glad that uh you all have been listening. We're you know, excited that our NBA Slack is the most active Slack uh, on the SGPN Slack boards. Uh, if you're not already a member, go to sg.pn slash Slack. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to NBA Gambling Podcast on Spotify and Apple. You know, if you really want to support us, subscribe on both. Why not? Uh, we could always use the help. Make sure to rate and review if you haven't already. Send me a screenshot of your review, and uh, you could be entered for a free hoodie. Check us out um, on Twitter at the Ryan McKee and at uh, NBA Zach B. Check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com for our most updated game by game against the spread picks. Also, um, statistical breakdown that Munaf sent me uh, for the Lakers Heat series. Uh, I will be posting that on sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well. We will talk to you tomorrow. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-basketball.